This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Isn't it convenient that we have a round table? Well, it's actually oval. Just say yeah. it. The blind guy feels it now. Goes, <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess it is oval. Kind of oval. Folks, we've get that chance now to gather around. The, uh, of course, virtual roundtable. You could see that with the virtual glasses that Wayne Henshaw mentioned in the last segment. That's for sure. It's right there. Those of you who got the glasses on, see them? See them right there. Uh, we gather together. We sit down. I pick out a few things to talk about. It's an open conversation on a variety of subjects. And uh, today we invite in here to join Brock and I, Matt Spears, as he joins us. He is, of course, one of our readers on the network. Now, one of the great things, Matt, about having you on today is to get an idea where people can hear you because we just yesterday started the new AMI-audio schedule. So uh, any changes? Where are you working? Well, for me, most of it is uh, pretty much my routine is the same, but I think the uh, you can find McLean's on, is it the mornings now? Yeah, we were just well, saying, three times a day, right? Three times a day, and uh, I'm on the Walrus every once in a while when they've got something uh, that uh, suits, uh, fits me, is a good read for me, and then this week and next week, I'm on the Globe and Mail. Okay. Well, that's amazing. Oh, yeah, filling in two over there, right? That mm-hmm. is uh, that is wonderful. Uh, the buzz. I mean, there seems to be quite a buzz. We've talked about with the new schedule. We had Andy Frank on here the other day, manager of AMI-audio. And the fact that so many people out there have shown the interest in the reading shows, in hearing a voice read to you these stories. Uh, you know, I think so many screen reader users get kind of used to our technology doing it, but you'd never lose that wanting a, a human voice narrating a book for you or reading full-length articles or any kind of news. Um, so this is, this is a real bonus to you guys and seeing that the, the audience has spoken. It's amazing how far screen readers have come since, since I started volunteering. And I remember hearing you use Jaws back in the day at lightning speed, and <laughs> hearing that. That blah, 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 blah. Um, but, that's good information <laughs> too. Brock, did you understand Nothing. what it said? <laughs> nope. And I never have, and I never will. <laughs> that was the uh, the grocery specials. Yeah. Uh, no, but um, yeah, nothing really replaces having a person read that article. It's um, there's just something special about it, and. Something a human can do that a screen reader never really can do. So uh, it's 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 fun. It's fun. I enjoy it, and you know, uh, having that connection with people too is important. I think. Well, and it's really for you guys as as readers over the time and valuing valuing it. And I remember a lot of time people asking, "Do we get much feedback on our reads and stuff like that?" In the sense of the the listenership, when I actually over oversaw a department and put packages together and trained uh, readers to people who wanted to volunteer to come in and read, and the and we didn't. We we the sad part was we knew we had those people out there who really valued the service, but. The audience was not a feedback audience, so it's really tremendous to get that feedback through the surveys, through any way they can, Matt, and and be able to give um, AMI-audio, AMI-TV, AMI-tele, any any of the services, some direction. Yeah, and how many members are on the panel now? Oh, 1,500, I believe. 1,500, yeah. On the listener panel? Always always great to hear uh, people's feedback, because it really informs what goes on the air, and you know, the, the, the audience is obviously the most important uh, part of the service. That's why we do it. So 
anyone has uh, thoughts or opinions or feelings, uh, reach out and you can get on that panel. Yeah, marketing would love to hear from you. Feedback at ami.ca, <laughs> folks, and they'll sign you right up. Guys, let's start with the Blue Jays. Matt, what is this team? What is this team more clear to you today as what they are as they were in April or less? That's a great question. I, I was actually at the game last night. It was the first time I'd been to a game in three years, I guess. Wow, I didn't yeah. didn't want to go last year. I didn't feel 100% comfortable, comfortable the yeah. year before they were in Buffalo. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly think like if you look back through the history, all those teams in the late 80s, that the way they ended up at the end of the year, you look and you say, oh, that's a good season. That's a good season. Like last year, they had 91 wins, but it felt frustrating. I don't, maybe maybe it's just we spend too much day to day, and there's maybe there's too much information because it, it feels like they had a good team at the start of the year. They have a good team now, but when you ride those peaks and valleys up and down the 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 roller coaster, you're just like you want to get off sometimes because you it's maybe it's too much. Maybe that's what it is. There's, we 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 feel too much. We get sometimes as fans we get way too into it. And, uh, you know, when you look back at these last three games, they won the series, but they felt like they should have done more. But Mm -hmm. I think we're still reeling from the California series where at least we would have liked to seen you win the series. But I also think we get fantasizing about what could have happened. We 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 should we should be six and oh on this homestand, you know, heading into a series with Pittsburgh that we should get most of those games too, Brock. I think as fans. We write the ending before the series starts. We look at a team's record and we say, well, this team is X number of games under 500. So therefore, because we're 10 uh, you know, games above it, we should just cream them. Well, the truth of the matter to all this is that even though they are, air quotes, weaker teams that we're playing right now, they are still professional baseball uh, players and they want to win too. And... Being a spoiler is, um, in my opinion, as a as a former athlete, is easier than a team that has more expectation on them. I don't know what to make of this team. They're about as clear as mud to me. When we go, uh, you know, we we come off of a you know a road trip where we only lose one game, and then we we lose you know the entire series against a team that if we're looking at record, we should have never done. Mm-hmm. And we, we've we just wasted a few really good pitching performances by our starters. And then the bullpen comes in and it's like, wah, wah, wah. Like, it, you know, like it just, it just, it's, it's really upsetting as a fan. And as somebody who now reports regularly on sports, when I put the Jays down, I just kind of shake my head and just go, I don't know what we'll be talking about tomorrow morning, but we'll talk about it or in the afternoon, depending on when I'm talking about it. But it's it's frustrating as a fan. And man, those peaks and valleys can be real steep uh, as a fan. I, I find um, teams like the Guardians who break out of the box, they go. There's too many teams right now that have been playing with nothing to lose, which makes them incredibly dangerous. A lot of teams program themselves 
because of the hype of the Blue Jays through the winter, through the stoppage of play. We come back to play. They're ready for the Jays. The right-handed lineup is detrimental. We kept hearing, well, yeah, but they're, they, they know how to hit. They're gifted that way. Obviously not. You're putting so much pressure on your pitchers, your starters, to, oh, my goodness, I gave up a run. How the heck are we going to get that back? And then people want to execute the, the, the bullpen for coming in under the same stress, coming in with, well, the base is loaded. This is what I'm supposed to do because the starter left it this way for me. There is never an easy way of doing it. And, of course, you what are you going to say to people? Well, why don't you get up there and do what you were doing last year when nobody really or the year before was planning for you? Did you feel that in the crowd there last night, Matt? Were, were people still enjoying their, was last night loony? No, Tuesday was loony dog night. Yeah, the, the Tuesday. Dollar. Yeah, were people still enjoying it? Because a listing on the TV sounds like good crowds. It was a great crowd, and it's a beautiful night. The roof is open. It feels like fall. Yeah, you can't you can't have a bad time, I guess. Um, but yeah, Mitch White giving up all those mm. runs. Like I, I, we looked up second inning, and he he was at. 40 something pitches through the first two innings and you just think well they're going to have to drain the bullpen either way yeah tonight yeah but um no the the crowd was good i went down to the uh the flight deck i'd never been down there before oh, that's wow. that's fun Gosh. The, it the game just looks different it sounds different down there yeah that that was pretty cool to head down there it's going to be a real different place when they do uh, the renovations in those areas of the stadium, especially when when people are hanging over the bullpens, when you have those open areas, the 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 as they call it, the 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 areas for people to go and hang out, have their drinks, their food, and it feel like uh, a patio experience. It's really going to be something else, guys. Uh, Matt, I want to start with you on this one. Uh, Richardson probably doesn't really know much about the upcoming topic, but also well, I'll start with you. Um, if you were putting together for AMI Audio. A sports video podcast show. How would you shape this fifty-minute podcast in the way of what you would do to get said podcast out? What would you love to see and hear? Wow, that's that's a tough one. Well, first thing I would do is ask you and just write down everything that you think, and uh, I would be awesome, wise <laughs> choice, very good. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess, uh, well, my, my main interest is um, baseball, obviously, but you'd have to have a wide variety of sports and you want to have the right mix of, uh, of different kinds of sports. And you obviously, uh, AMI, you'd want to have a um, focus on um, uh, the uh, para athletes as well and uh, different, um, different sports that are out there. I always thought uh, the sledge hockey was pretty, uh, pretty fantastic when you, when you check that out. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, a, I guess you'd want to do a mix of, um, topical stuff. Um, yeah. You know, timely stuff enough where, timely. It's, where it stays evergreen because sports is just changes right over. Right. So quickly. Mm-hmm. Moves yeah, along. And then, and then you'd want to get some in-depth feature stuff. Cause I, I always enjoy, um, feature, feature length, whether it's an article or a podcast when, when a really good writer can, or presenter, can dig in and find some interesting stories. I think that's that's maybe where I would I would start. Yeah. After after just listening to whatever you think would make make well, a good show. What would you think would be the well, for me? You got to you got to have some great headlines and some things like that to lead it off. Again, the evergreen thing comes into play. Some great 
uh, para-athletes that, that could come on or, or people who are really connected to the para-sport world. And then you really want to keep those who are really interested in their mainstream sports involved. Give a little bit of your highlights over like what happened on the weekend. Maybe it's something real particular that's coming up, a retiring tennis player maybe. But I also would put in place a producer and a host that's a former Paralympian. Like, uh, mm. well, Brock, you what go. do you think? You might have some ideas. Yeah, I just took down all the notes that you just said for uh, for for the fifty minute podcast. It, you know, it's it's um, it's funny because even putting together a live show as we've done for a long time, we've had to change the way we've done things. You know, two three times, and we're about to embark on yeah, Andy Frank. Something new on that? It's okay. He just—he wants to see how how uh, how versatile I am and how nimble. flexible I am. Nimble—that's that's a good word. Yeah, it's you know. Uh, and again, Matt, you were just talking about writing down what Kelly said. I've got to give credit to Kelly because Kelly was the one that started us with the headlines, and that seems to have just gone over really, really well. We've added Twitter poll, which we're not going to you know, miss on the video podcast. It's just been a wonderful mixed bag of things that we've been afforded to be able to talk about, and we've had some pretty uh, high-profile guests over time, and look for that to continue. You're keeping uh, that, right, the forward. Twitter poll? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Good. That's great. Because it's a great gauge of people checking it out, listening in. And uh, as we talked about earlier, Brock, good luck. It's exciting uh, with all the video podcast content. But sports is that challenge of of staying evergreen enough for a few days for people to get to it. But it'll be awesome to have you guys out there smiling and in a way talking sports and having fun. And YouTube is a whole different platform. Oh, for sure. Uh, as As Andy mentioned, it's the most, you know, click thing in in the media world for podcasts and videos so we're opening ourselves up to a whole different world that we have not yet tapped into well as matt was suggesting i know quite a bit about this stuff so i'm going to even help you out let's go with an evergreen question you can ask and one of the upcoming podcasts if you were commissioner of the cfl and could do what you want to do to improve the league's standing what would you do matt spears Oh, if I was the commissioner. And I'll leave it to you to take it the way you want. Like when I say league standing, get more butts in the seats, or uh, what would you do to shape the season, move it forward, back, uh, so that it could be competitive. Would you eliminate a Toronto team altogether or Montreal team because (laughs) audiences are pathetic? (laughs) I I don't know. Um, Maybe there uh, needs to be another... um, team out west because in in some spots in the country cfl's where it's at that's mm-hmm. uh, out in saskatchewan that's that's they're the main the main thing out there so maybe that's what you do you lean into some of the underserved markets i definitely don't think you want to uh, leave toronto out of it because that's that's a good time out there i don't know if you want to add a team in halifax maybe that's too far for travel and things like i'd that. love that i'd love a that team out be, there it really yeah you know, I know they've tested it. Um, Montreal, I think they can recover and do something with. I, I'm not sure about Toronto. Richardson, you go to those games. Oh, uh, I Toronto is such a uh, now be a nice. None of that, that language. I don't, I don't even know what to do with. It's so sad when I, I went to a game this year and 
I was with uh, Cam Jenkins, who also is part of the neutral zone. Uh, and they don't even sell tickets to a level like the upper bowl. And it's because there's just no Good interest. In it. And and that's where you just look over and it's like there's a whole section that's empty. So if it's like you're a London Lightning at- basketball game, close those upper seats. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's, I think if you're talking about the East, I think you're talking about needing to do something, a ticket drive, a like something significant to make people come. I, I, I just, I mean, if you if you were going to ask me and say, you know, what rule would you change? I would, and I know the traditionalist is going to yell at me, but I would say make it four down territory. Oh, for goodness sakes. I, I know. You are, you are know. too close to Toronto, man. You, I know. <laughs> Buffalo Bills sellouts. And, 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 I agree, and I agree with Matt when you say, like, put something out west. Like, make it more of a west-driven league because those people are crazy about their CFL football. And get rid of... Ottawa. I'm get sorry rid to of that downer, Toronto. Come on, but you can't get rid of Toronto because they oh, are yes the the mecca. But but I just they've got to do something. Well, something. so much for your neutral zone listeners out west that just say <laughs> it isn't the mecca. Never mind. <laughs> Maybe London needs a team. Oh, Maybe no, that's London's garbage do. that way. That is one thing I'll tell you. I'm surprised basketball has existed as long as it has in this city. Uh, this is the, the real hockey town, you know, that's for sure. Matt, of course, thanks for being with us on the roundtable. We'll do this again. Thanks for having me. Matt Spears, you can check him out on AMI-audio, and he backs up the gang over there on the Globe and Mail show, and you can hear him reading up and down the AMI-audio schedule. And the new schedule is out, so do check him out and uh, catch him when you can. Brock and I shall return and wrap up today's show after this. I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.